You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. On this episode of AGW, we are joined by Julia Talisman. Julia is a digital creator, brand consultant, beauty expert, and freelance writer, and a true beauty industry legend working on all of our favorite brands, including NARS and Maybelline. She is also a must-follow on Instagram for all the best nail inspo. Julia grew up in West Hartford, Connecticut, with a love of arts and crafts and Barbies, and always had a strong interest in beauty and fashion, starting with her love for teen magazines and then discovering the world of fashion through televised runway shows. Remember when there was a whole channel devoted to Fashion Week? I do. Julia had Molly, and what better foundation for an appreciation for fine details and fashion than American Girl? but let's hear it from her. Julia, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Welcome. We're so excited to chat with you today. And before we get started, let's chat about the basics. And I briefly went through this in the intro, but what were you like growing up? So I was a very girly girl. I was into anything pink, purple, glitter. I was very independent. And I had a love of arts and crafts, definitely um, made a lot of my own strange outfits um, from a very young (laughs) age. And I was very opinionated um, when it came to kind of fashion and beauty and what I wore and what I played with, kind of kid who stole my mom's makeup and um, just liked playing with anything that was shiny and fun. I love that. Where do you think that came from? I don't know. I mean, I, my mom, actually, I have an older sister. And so my mom um, definitely recycled a lot of my older sister's clothing. So my wardrobe was a lot of hand-me-downs and I kind of was not into that. So I, I understood what I understand now why it happened, but I, um, I mean, who wouldn't do that? But I, you know, I guess I had a different style than what my mom had chosen for my older sister. So I really kind of got my hands on anything I could that had some pizzazz and made it into something I could wear. (laughs) I love that. I I definitely relate to that down to the hand-me-downs. Like, I feel like I wore so many of my older cousin's clothes and they were like significantly older than I was. And I was like always trying to like, branch out and do my own thing. And I was such a girly girl growing up and my mom was less so like she might beg to differ when she listens to this podcast, but I feel like I was definitely like an independent child, like always trying to do things a bit differently. Yeah. I feel like when, when your mom doesn't match your style from the get go, it's just like, (laughs) you're, you're setting yourself up for years of like battling it out over what to wear. I definitely (laughs) had that with my mom too. I had a totally different vibe 
uh, style wise from my mom growing up that continued all through high school. But I think it just like encourages you to be more creative, like you were saying, Julia. Yeah, I feel like there are a few people who have their like my mom was actually very stylish. I mean, she was a teacher, but she really um, like knew how to wear clothes. And I didn't realize it till I was older. But I think there are very few, um, you know, moms or dads that can kind of dress their kids in something that their kids will like love off the bat. So, you know, they're coming from a place of not knowing what your style is because it hasn't developed yet. So it makes sense that a lot of us were kind of like at odds with what we were dressed in. (laughs) Totally. And it was like the 80s and 90s. Like fashion is so different today. It's like the options are slim. Yeah, totally. it's funny. I remember like certain things my mom wore when I was little, like should this, I can't even think of what era this would have been. She must have been kind of the age I am now, but she had like this purple silk button down shirt and it had shoulder pads and she would wear it with this like, it was probably high waisted, like leather skirt that was maybe a pencil skirt, maybe a little shorter. And I just remember she had this one outfit that she would once in a while wear to go to dinner or something. And I was like, that's so glam. And it's like, you know, obviously there was no version of that she could dress me in, but (laughs) again, purple, kind of anything that was like a fun fabric, glittery. I sort of gravitated to all that. Yeah. I love the detail with which you remembered that one specific outfit. I feel like I remember some of my mom's clothes, like in vivid detail too. And now I get on her because I'm like, why didn't you save that? And she was like, why would I save that? Like, I didn't know that like a leather skirt was going to come back into style. Totally. totally. <laughs> oh my God. It's so true. I always like look at old pictures and I'm like, where is this outfit? And she's like, I have no idea. <laughs> I know. It's like, it makes me want to save stuff for like my future kids or nieces and nephews, but it's like, where would I put all these wardrobe items if I'm going to save I know them? that's the struggle. <laughs> oh my goodness. I preemptively saved all of of my juicy sweatsuits in my parents' oh. attic, thinking like, oh, my kids are going to want these someday. <laughs> but I it's like, will they? I mean, they've already come back like two years ago. Like, are they going to come back say, a third time, fourth them? time? <laughs> I, I can't fit in those anymore. I mean, <laughs> but they're Let's cute. See. Oh my God. You're so smart to save those. I think you did a great thing. If anything, you could even just like sell them on like the real, real or something. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. an original juicy tracksuit, like that's gotta be worth yeah. something. Right. I had like five of Remember them too. Remember when you first got them, they were so plush and then like they'd go through the wash a few times and it was like sort of like what happens with towels. It was like a little matted, a little... Yeah. And I'm like not as fluffy and and lush looking. I know. They are a towel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is like making me want to like go buy one right now. I've been eyeing them for a while, but this is like making me want to finally pull the trigger on a juicy (laughs) tracksuit. Do it. Honestly, it sounds worth it. Well, Julia, let's get into your experience with American Girl. How were you introduced to American Girl and under what circumstances did you get your first doll? Okay, so not to brag, but I think I had one of the first American Girl dolls the year that they launched, actually. So I had this very glam, uh, she was a great aunt, actually. Her name was Anne. She's since passed. But, um, you know, she was a New Yorker. She spent the majority of her life in New York City, and she eventually moved to Greenwich. But 
Um, she was a great aunt, but she never had kids. So I had kind of like a um, grandmother, granddaughter relationship with her. She loved taking me to the city from when I was very young. That's kind of how I fell in love with New York. And um, so she gifted me an American Girl doll. And again, it was it was one of the first. So at the time I was sort of like, what is this? Um, and it was Molly. And I have a lot of thoughts on that. Um, but yeah, so it was through my uh, Aunt Anne. Did you know that American Girl was special when she gave it to you? I did because there's something just, I mean, visually looking at them. I don't know if it's because they looked like sort of realistic compared to other dolls I had played with. I guess I was seven or eight at the time. Um, and, and none of my friends had them, but then like in the coming months and for sure in the coming year, a few of my friends got them. So, you know, I was definitely into it from the beginning and then I would have friends come up and they'd be like, what's that? Um, and so I felt like a bit of a trendsetter, honestly. Oh, a true trailblazer. Lindsay and I have talked about, uh, have talked about this before, but you kind of touched on something with like the look of an American girl doll. Like somehow they just seemed more elite than other dolls just by looking at them. Like they didn't look like super creepy. Like their quality was really good. Like they just did something right there. A hundred percent. Like from their like features to their skin which sounds gross to say to their hair it was like the right level of realistic without to your point being creepy Mm -hmm. um yeah Yeah. and it was just unlike any other doll at the time I can't tell if it's like a comparison to other dolls looking so off-putting compared to American Girl or if just seeing an American Girl doll like just makes sense but like they they did it right with the design for sure yeah. yeah, like their totally. faces are proportionally like pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like Julia, did you like have an interest in any other dolls? I know you mentioned Barbies, but um, any other types of dolls that you were into before you got American Girl? I honestly can't recall any other dolls that I had. Like I remember, and I, I was pretty young when I got my American Girl dolls. So I don't really remember having that many other dolls. I remember stuffed animals. When I got my American Girl doll, I was really young. Um, and so I just remember being very into Barbies at that point. And like, I think I was probably coveting like the Barbie dream house and the 57 Chevy or whatever she mm-hmm. had, or the, you Absolutely. know, Skipper, her cousin, or, <laughs> you know, I was definitely very into Barbies and I, my sister is five years older than me. So I don't know that she was really into Barbies or dolls, but I kind of like took probably a lot of what she had. Honestly, Barbie could be like a whole other podcast. I'm like getting getting ideas. <laughs> You're like bringing back all these memories. Like I totally forgotten about Skipper. Skipper was iconic. Oh my god, I can have some really <laughs> deep cuts on Barbie. I had Misa, who was a brunette, because I thought she looked like me. She was Hawaiian. I can't remember how she was like worked. In, I think she was later discontinued. But I've done some research on this, so I know that she existed, and I didn't imagine it in a fever dream. <laughs> That's amazing. Such an expansive universe. But you kind of mentioned this briefly. You started out, uh, Molly was the doll that you received from your aunt. But I understand you have some mixed feelings about Molly. I gotta be honest, I do. Um, So if someone said to me, why'd you choose Molly? I would say, I didn't choose Molly. Nobody would choose Molly because she's a huge nerd. Um, (laughs) Not in a cute way, though. Not in a good way. She's quirky but not like the right kind of quirk nothing against her I grew to love her 
But I think she didn't have the greatest outfits. She was born in the, I want to say she was born in the Great Depression. I don't really even remember. I think I've blocked it out. But she just has like kind of a sad story and a look to go with it. So <laughs> I was grateful to have her. <laughs> However, if I could have chosen, I would have chosen Samantha. And also I have a theory that they're the same doll with different outfits. Just saying it's like a before and after makeover. Yeah. Take those <laughs> glasses off and she's definitely Samantha. When did you make this realization? So I didn't, again, when I received it, because it was one of the first, and I need to do some research to, so that I can start bragging about the fact that it's from the first run, but I'm not entirely sure. I just know it's from that year. I didn't know anything about them. So I was excited to receive it. And again, it had these like interesting features. It didn't look like other dolls that I had played with before. So I was very kind of into her. But I think, you know, as other, you know, in the coming months, in the coming year, as other kids started you know, acquiring the American Girl dolls. And I became aware of the other personalities and their kind of their look and their whole aesthetic. Naturally, I was um, coveting Samantha, who was sort of like the cooler, chicer, smarter, prettier version of Molly. Is that horrible yeah. to say? No, no definitely. It's what, it's what we're all thinking. It's what we're all thinking. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> right. We've talked about this at length on our podcast and I, I hear you. Like I was a kid with glasses and I still wasn't drawn to Molly. Like, did yeah. you keep her glasses on? Like, was she wearing her full look or did you try to like pass her off as Sam? I think <laughs> I eventually changed her outfit. I don't know if I, I, I'm sure I kept her glasses on, although she doesn't have them on now. She's at, she's at my mom's house kind of parked in the closet being preserved by preserved, I mean, she's like on top of 600 other stuffed animals that I didn't want to throw away. But I don't think she has her glasses on now. I think if I did a deep dive, I could probably find them. But I definitely wasn't into the glasses. I think I probably kept them on in the beginning, just thinking I didn't want to blind her. Yeah, yeah, trying to keep it attention to detail, you know. But, she needs them right. to see. Yeah, I think that like that is exactly how I feel when I saw Molly and I didn't have a say in the doll that I got first. My grandparents got me Samantha because I looked like Samantha as a little kid, but like there has to be some escapism with dolls. And like Molly was just like, there was no like escape from reality. Like it was like, she had glasses. She was growing up during world war two. Like Samantha was like giving us like that sort of unattainable luxury that I think you look for when you're that age oh my god I'm, like even though I swear that they were the same doll with a different look like her hair just seemed more kind of like luxurious she was always like in velvet like all of her outfits had sort of like different like richer fabrics meanwhile Molly's an argyle sweater glasses and like a beret <laughs> she yeah. looks like some sort of like decrepit um girl scout leader or something gone wrong I don't know she just it was a little tragic yeah that's, as American that's a girl dolls go fair assessment Julia we are going to go into the catalog together a bit later in this episode but did you have other outfits for your Molly and like what was your best outfit that you had for her so I did I don't remember all of them I do remember this one that I had that's very cute. I would actually wear it myself. It's sort of reminiscent of a Hill House dress. It was white cotton and it had some 
applique detail around the edges. It was like a little bit frilly. It isn't something that I don't, I don't think it's something Molly would have chosen for herself. I don't know if it's from the actual collection um, and nor do I remember how I, where I got it. I, I think maybe once the other girls um, I was friends with as the kids started getting the dolls, I think maybe one of them might've gifted it to me for a birthday or something like that. But um, it was a very cute dress. I think I actually have her. It's, it's what she's currently wearing in the closet. Um, it sounds a lot like her birthday dress, but we'll confirm when we look at the catalog. Yeah, I want to take a look because I haven't um, looked at that in a very long time. So you're, you're to, probably like, visual reference. You're probably like, please buy me Samantha clothes. Like all my friends who are considering a Molly outfit. Just, just buy me Samantha's birthday dress. Buy her nightgown. Totally. Oh, <laughs> I know that is the birthday outfit I think is Molly's best outfit. And it sounds like you did her a favor by putting her in her final resting place in the birthday outfit. <laughs> laid to rest yeah. in her best look. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cause that like intro outfit is like exactly like what you were talking about. It's a little nerdy, a little frumpy. Kind of all of Molly's outfits miss the mark in, you know, in a way we'll, we'll get into it later, but she's not, she's not the best dressed of the gals, but Julia, what was your experience like with the catalog? Were you getting it every quarter? Were you looking through it, wanting more things? What was your, what was your experience? with I it? don't have much of a memory of it. I do remember kind of anything from like the books to whatever was in the catalog that was associated with Samantha sort of like romanticizing her whole life. Um, and I guess like idolizing her existence and then being for- faced with the reality of Molly. <laughs> um, so I didn't have like, like, a ri- I think because it was so new, of course the catalog existed and the books existed, but I don't recall really like spending a lot of time with those things. The only piece of it I really remember is as it relates to Samantha. <laughs> Which I feel like I cheated on my doll, but you know, that's the the, what someone chose for me, and I had to choose my own path, and my own path was obsessing over Samantha. (laughs) Well, my next question for you was going to be which doll do you most identify with now and why? But I think we know the answer. But tell me and Lindsay, why exactly, and I know we've touched on a few key points, but why exactly do you feel like Samantha is the most elite out of all the options that you had? And what sets her apart? Okay, so is it weird that I know more about Samantha than Molly? So I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, because you're the expert having owned Samantha. But Samantha is from New York City, I believe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nobody wants this, but I want to say her parents died in some sort of tragic accident, which seems like dramatic and kind of like, like a like a glamorous, dramatic thing about her that she talks about only when she's ready. You know, totally. uh, yep. similar to like, like any like Olsen twin movie, like it glamorizes totally. being an orphan. She, she has a great backstory. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's like a darkness to her that you don't really see, but I think it's just like the underlying theme for maybe some of her like fashion choices. It's like she wore a lot of like rich fabrics. 
She wore a lot of great outfits. She, I think her grandmother raised her. Is that right? Correct. So, grand, grand Mary is what she called her grandmother. Grand Mary. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of like my great, the, like, I feel a correlation to like my great aunt who's from New York City. So like, I feel like I was destined to be a Samantha yet by my great aunt branded a Molly. So oh. it's really like this struggle that I've had. Um, I just thought her outfits were great. She wore a lot of bows. She just was always very put together. And she just had this kind of like luxury to her that Molly could never even like aspire to as, you know, the girl in the beret and the Argyle sweater with glasses and kind of like the wrong layering technique going on. (laughs) Yeah, Samantha's just super aspirational, and there's just, like, no bones about it. She has the, I think, most money out of any of the other girls and their backstories. Like, Lindsay, can you think of anyone else who's, like, wealthy? No, I don't think any of them were as wealthy by a long shot compared to Samantha. Yeah. Do we know why Samantha was wealthy, though? Like, did her parents leave their fortune to her? I'm sure they did leave some kind of inheritance to her, but it sounds like Grand Mary was also wealthy in her own right because Samantha splits her time between her hot uncle's house in New York City and Stop, Grand- I didn't even know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uncle Grand Guard. Mary Grand Mary's <laughs> house in the Hudson Valley. So Stop. she Yeah, so she has, like, this, like, house upstate, house in the city. I actually just was up in the attic with my mom today looking for some American Girl stuff, and I found this whole, like, it was almost like a giant book, but it was, like, this cardboard book that was probably, like, four feet long and maybe, like, three feet tall. And it had all these backdrops of Samantha's world. So there was like the backdrop of her house, which is like a beautiful Victorian mansion, the backdrop of like Grand Mary's parlor, the backdrop of her school. Like it was such a good find. I'm going to have to take some pictures and show them to you guys because it was. Yeah, to me, like when you say Samantha and Victorian mansion in the same sentence, it totally makes sense. Like, I don't even know what the Molly equivalent of that would be. Like, yeah, shock. I, like, I don't even, like, what's, like, the most tragic version of that? I don't even know. Right. I know. She's, like, <laughs> Chicago <here's>, suburbs. <laughs> Chicago suburbs are, like, this, like, Red Cross, like, makeshift Red Cross, like, location that we were, like, rolling bandages at for World War II. <laughs> I know. Oh, Julia. my God, yeah. Julia, why she was here? always volunteering, but not, like, for the right thing. Yeah, like, she was just, I mean, she was just kind of a simp. Like, I don't really know what other way to put it. (laughs) Julia, why do you think your your great aunt chose Molly over Samantha for you? I actually don't know. And I, like, it would be my first question if she were here to ask. Um, (laughs) I I don't know if she's, if maybe they were, my, my best guess and my highest hope is that they were out of Samantha. And she just really wanted me to have this thing. Either way, I'm so grateful that she got it for me. And she was always ahead of her time. Like, I'm not at all surprised that she kind of like gifted this to me before anyone had it. Or, you know, she always, even when I was into my 
teens and my 20s, she would send me like the newest restaurants that opened in New York, like even before I moved there. And then we would go, you know, when I had time off or something. I mean, we had a great relationship and I always admired her so much. So I have to imagine that she chose that kind of either because they were out of Samantha. I also don't even know where she got it because I don't think there was a store then. There probably wasn't a store, but the catalog might've been like the first entryway into American Girl, but that's like, very ahead of time. Did they sell them at like an FAO Schwartz or something like that, I wonder? Maybe. No, I don't think so. I remember when I was a kid, the way that my parents or my mom really, like my dad was like not, involved in American Girl whatsoever but um, when my mom would order me stuff or like a relative they would open the catalog and call the number like in the catalog and then like read the style number of each item oh my god doesn't that sound so analog and like olden days yeah Mm -hmm. it's like how did people get the right stuff like I'm concerned about discrepancies. I don't know because I remember doing that with like J. Crew and like I remember Delia's. Like I remember ordering from catalogs. Totally. But it just sounds so crazy now. I mean, I guess I it's no different than shopping online, but yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing to think that like anything actually arrived to us from a catalog, like uh, th- sending in I'm a saying. check in the mail. Like, like how? I think that. At the time, at least that I was getting stuff, you were able to read your credit card number over the phone. Um, oh yeah, that seems nuts now. Yeah, that seems so crazy. Like, do you want also want my social security number? Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Seriously, you know, I remember crazy. like filling out those like order forms in the back of catalogs for things that I wasn't even going to buy necessarily, but just like anytime I'd get a catalog, I would go through it write down exactly what I wanted with the order numbers, the item, the price, the size, everything spelled out. And that was just like part of the process. Like not that I was ordering it like half the time, but it was, it was crazy to think about life before online shopping. That's like the nineties version of like abandoning your cart, you know, you like (laughs) fill your cart with all this stuff and you're just like, no, like never mind about all of it. That's basically what you were doing. Oh my God, for real. So Julia, it sounds like your great aunt was such a big uh, proponent in your life in general and your intro to American Girl, but were there any other women in your life that were fostering this relationship with AG? Were your friends really into it? How did your mom interact with American Girl? What was your experience like with the other girls and women in your life? So I don't really remember my mom or anyone kind of more mature interacting with it. I'm sure they did, but I just don't have much of a memory of that. Again, I was so young, but I think that, um, you know, eventually the other girls in my grade or that I was friends with got the American Girl doll. So here's the craziest thing. Despite the fact that Molly is the least transcending person of the American girl, you know, family and possibly on earth. She sort of made me a trendsetter in that I was like the first one to have an American girl doll. And I felt very, I guess I felt very cool in retrospect. That sounds kind of lame to say, but you know, it was sort of like this 
it kind of insults in me like how special it is to be ahead of a trend mm-hmm. which lends itself to like fashion and beauty and sort of where I eventually landed um so I remember interacting more to answer your question with just the girls um my age once they got them and I can remember um I think I did eventually know if he's all that had Samantha and for sure is it Kirsten or Kristen Kirsten Kirsten, Kirsten. yeah of course that's her name she's like um the one who's like actually it's Kirsten that's like her whole personality <laughs> <laughs> tell me I'm wrong <laughs> like, her whole personality is correcting people to be like actually it's Kirsten <laughs> that's amazing um, oh my god Yeah, but I do remember eventually, I remember feeling, again, kind of cool that I was, like, the first one to have it and kind of getting a rush off that feeling of, like, wow, like, I know, you know, I knew about this before anyone. I don't know. I think that that kind of, like, set the stage for a lot of things I would aspire to do, I guess. Um, Yeah, I I remember playing with them, and I remember talking about them a lot. That makes perfect sense and like really aligns. And I feel like that is total like bragging rights. Like you were the first to have an American girl of like anyone you knew. I think that is definitely like a credible achievement. Yeah. I mean, all credit to my um, aunt, but I mean, she really was always knew about everything kind of like as it was happening, which was very cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. It's kind of like, in like when you get older when you're like ooh, like who's the first person to get a cell phone like right totally <laughs> that was like the same feeling had the it's same gonna, energy as that for sure it's yeah. gonna be my future kid wearing a juicy tracksuit being like I knew about this first <laughs> they're gonna be like this is vintage <laughs> ever heard of it yeah when That's you said that I just pictured all of the American girl dolls lined up in like different juicy track suits for some reason oh that would be amazing. they should have done a collab like a oh my goodness collab. Oh my they, God. they might <laughs> there's still hope for that that is amazing someone needs to pitch that to them like missed opportunity honestly have they done collabs like that they just I did remember. a collab with um you know the brand stony clover yeah yeah of course um, they just did a collab with them where they had like all these little like Stony Clover bags that had like American Girl like color schemes. So like Samantha's, for example, had that like red and pink kind of like plaid from her like oh, main dress. Yeah, it was really yeah. cute. Really mm-hmm. cute. I kind of wish I had gotten some stuff from it because it was really cute. And they had like a whole launch event that was like so on brand for both American Girl and Stony Clover. They had like a bow creating station. They had like cookies, like outlined, like the dolls, like hair. Um, it was amazing, so honestly. It was I truly always think incredible. When I, see that, when I see that brand, I always think I would have loved that as a kid because it's very, um, like they used to have a pop-up near my old apartment. I don't know if it was a, I think it was a pop-up, not a permanent store. It's just like the way that you can kind of like customize things and there's like a crafting element to it or you can buy the stuff as is and it's pastel and it's pink and it's, I just thought it was very cute. Yeah. And I can actually have something, um, 
Like I have like a little makeup bag from them actually now. So I don't know why I'm saying I would only like it if I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, <I was laughs> but that's a good say, I have a bag of theirs for my like makeup travel bag and I'm obsessed with it. I've heard great yeah, stuff things. is so cute. Yeah. I've heard great things that I, I kind of wanted some of the American girl stuff. I think that was a really smart collab for them because like, I feel like potentially like the girls that would like Stony Clover, are maybe a little older, like middle school kind of age. So they were like kind of capturing the younger generation by collaborating, mm-hmm. collaborating with American girl and utilizing those people's parents money. Like, I feel like really the purchasing power of a child is actually really strong. <laughs> so wait, don't you think if you if um like if Samantha did a collab, I think it would be with Chanel. Oh yeah. If Kirsten did a collab, it would be with like Love Shack Fancy or like Laura Ashley or something mm-hmm. kind of like vintagey, florally chic. And yep. if Molly did a collab, it would be with Target. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> You're giving Molly a little too much credit there. We love a Target collab. I know. Don't get me wrong. I love Target. But like, who would Molly even do a collab with? I can't even, I don't even know. I can't. I can't even picture it. Like, I can't think of one brand that like a Molly collab could like benefit from. I know. I don't want to insult any brands. Exactly. It's like, I don't want to be controversial. (laughs) (laughs) I think um like I don't know when I I just my biggest problem with and again I just want to say I love Molly because she did give me something and led me somewhere however my biggest problem with her I think was the hat the beret and I think it's the reason I never got into hats I just always felt I didn't look good in them because if you took Molly's hat off she was essentially Samantha however she insisted on the hat and her braids and her glasses and her dumb outfit and it just was not her best look. No. Yeah. And I think I think the glasses especially throw it off. Did your Molly come to you with the accessories too? Like, did you have the beret, the locket? Like, did you yeah. have all of that? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I'm 99% sure. Um, and again, I don't remember if I kept them on her, but I'm pretty sure she came with all the goods. Oh my goodness. Because I do have a memory of hating the beret. The beret. You know, it like, sort of wore her. Yes, exactly. Like it would have worked on a different doll, but like she had totally. too, too many things going on. Like Molly really could have benefited from like, I think it was a Chanel saying that's like, before you leave the house, take one thing off. She should have totally. taken one thing off and it should have been the beret. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true. Or the even other, like, if she wore it with her hair down and not in the braids, I think she came with braids. Yes. Yep. And I think the braids maybe even had bows. And it's like, we can do braids or beret, but we can't do braids, bows, and beret. Like, it's too much. And like a pleated skirt and argyle sweater vest. Like, please calm down, Molly. And Nobody a red purse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just a lot. Oh my goodness. I exactly. cannot wait to go through the catalog with you. But before we get into catalog, Julia, what is the lasting impression that American Girl has left on you? I think it really cemented the importance of understanding trends and pop culture and kind of like what it means to know like what those types of things can teach you about personal style I think the way that I objected to some of the things Molly 
more taught me a lot about myself and the way I sort of like aspired to wear some of the types of things Samantha would wear taught me a lot. But I think just, I guess it comes down to personal style and kind of like knowing what works and what doesn't for you, meaning, you know, for yourself and for others. And I think it really helped me define my personal style. Mm, yeah. Sometimes knowing what you with don't Barbie, want is I didn't more important. So strongly. I think with Barbie, it was very much like, I didn't even really think about the clothes. I don't know what I was really, of course it was so long ago thinking about when I was sort of playing with them. Maybe that was more with friends, but with the American girl dolls, it was very much like, Oh my God, you can't wear that, you know, or you can, or, and I think it was about like, they had these personalities that because of the books, like you could learn so much about that were so developed um, and then kind of marrying that with what they were wearing and how they did their hair and all of that really, um, told a story and it kind of encouraged me to learn more about myself and my style and sort of how all that tied together. I love that with Barbie, it was so much for me, at least about like changing outfits with American girl. There were so many like more thoughtful points on the outfits, totally. like more carefully considering what they're wearing. And I love that. I think, you know, developing your personal style, especially at a young age is so important. And, you know, realizing things that you don't like, like whether it's a beret or glasses is just as important as finding your Samantha perfect outfit. Yeah, totally. Shall we get into the catalog? <laughs> Yeah. So we're now going to take a little trip down memory lane and peruse the AG catalog. Um, We are going to be looking at the summer 1996 catalog specifically for Molly. And for everyone listening in, we'll be posting screenshots of the catalog on our Instagram. So follow us at American Girl Women and leave us some comments with your own hot takes. But Julia and Laura, let's get into it. We're going to open up to Molly and yeah, take a look through her, her wardrobe and accessories. We're looking at it on Flickr and the meat pages are always turned upside down, but everything else is, is regular. Um, All right. So we have Molly here in a red argyle sweater with some navy and green accents, plus her navy skirt. I think it's made out of wool. And she has on her Mary Janes with her medium rise socks on. And <laughs> she also has on a little dicky with a hint of color. It looks like a navy mm. brick rack, which we see throughout her collection. And yeah, she's, she's our color coordinated queen. I think this is one of her strongest outfits looking at the whole collection, but would love to hear your thoughts on this. I actually like looking at the full ensemble now, I don't hate it. The first thing that jumps out at me, and this isn't like, if I just went off memory, I would have thought it was the bray. But the first thing that jumps off out at me as offensive is the bag. Mm -hmm. Because where is she going with that purse? <laughs> Right. She's nine. Like, what does she need a purse <laughs> like, for? down, Molly. Is it full of change? Where are you going? I also, like, you mentioned the medium rise socks. It's just not doing, they're not doing her any favors. I'll leave it at that. No. 
American Girl dolls have a real cankel situation happening across the entire doll collection, but these socks definitely don't do her any favors. I mean, talk about who she'd do a collab with, like Cankles America with your socks on. That's all I have to say. It's it's interesting to see like the full outfit versus like what the meat outfit comes with and then the accessories. So the additional add-on accessories are her beret, which I think I had growing up like an immediate aversion to berets because I thought the little bit at the top always looked like an apple stem. And that was such a turnoff for me. (laughs) And then she comes with her purse, her embroidered hanky, which says Molly, her locket, which does appeal to me. And then I also read the description earlier and it comes with a 1943 uh, steel penny, which is real. And I looked at the value of this. What? What? It's real? real, It's a real steel penny, but don't get too excited because in 2021, these are at most worth 53 cents. So, you know, it's not... It's not a big investment for Pleasant Company to be purchasing these. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, like, when you first said a real steel penny, I don't know why I was, like, super impressed by that, but I'm less Mm -hmm. impressed now. (laughs) Fair enough. I mean, I think I definitely had the bray. I don't recall her. Did you say she didn't come with some of these accessories? Like, I don't remember. I feel like the... um, monogrammed hanky sort of cool and I like the locket too I don't remember having either of those things there's a huge chance I did and I lost them or I kind of got rid of them I I definitely had the beret if you had the beret you had the other accessories most likely yeah I don't like the purse is just I'm so offended by it I don't even know what to do all I can when I look at this all I can think of is like Samantha wouldn't be wearing this outfit she'd have tights on she wouldn't have a hat. Her hair would be blown out. Her bangs would be on point. She would not have a red bag. She would have navy velvet bows, if any. Ooh. I love <laughs> You know, that. she'd lose the glasses. <laughs> yeah. She would have, like, she might have these shoes on, but she might have, like, a lace-up boot. Like, I just think she would do it mm-hmm. better. Yeah, she would wear it with more confidence. I'm starting to think that maybe the totally. locket, the locket and the handkerchief were inside the red purse, but maybe you hated the red purse so much that you never opened it up. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine the whole time I had that? Right. <laughs> Thankfully like that penny wasn't worth more. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, the red purse I think is at least for me, what just like screams to me, like, absolutely not in this outfit. Like, it just looks cheap. Like, I don't know. It's it's... leather for sure. But not like, you know, this was before we all embraced vegan leather. Mm -hmm. So this was just kind of like, yeah, it just didn't work. No, I think we all agree. Yep, that's fair. (laughs) I think we're all on the same page for her meat outfit. And uh, for the terminology, the meat <laughs> um, comes from Meet Molly, which is the book that this outfit first appears on. It is not a uh, Lady Gaga meat dress. It is 
a term that we use quite frequently in conversation, like the meat outfit. It is M E E T. <laughs> Great distinction. Oh my god, she could never with the meat dress, please. Imagine, <laughs> imagine. <laughs> with her glasses still on. <laughs> right? Oh my, oh god. my god. All right, let's and flat. Go to the next. <laughs> the very let's, let's head over to Molly's school story and. Before we begin, Laura and Julia, did either of you have a school uniform growing up? I had one for high school, just for high school. Laura, tell us about this. Did you love it? No, because, okay, so here's the thing. Like, I went to a Catholic high school, and I don't know why, but my school was, like, not super strict about the uniform policy so they basically like instead of having like what you picture when you think of like a catholic school girl uniform which is very similar to like what molly is actually wearing in her school outfit like you picture like a plaid skirt like maybe a little like cardigan a little like white button down you picture like britney spears hit me baby one more time music video like that is what i wanted or like samantha going to school I could see how she would do it the right way. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I wanted to have, like, a little element of, like, this, like, stereotypical Catholic school uniform. Yeah. my school, I don't know if it was because we were older, was basically like, no, everybody's going to wear lands and khaki pants with a no. polo shirt. No. Tucked, tucked, tucked in. Tucked in. Um, and, like, the ugliest, like, shoes you've ever seen. And everybody like got. business casual. Yeah. And everybody got. I looked like I worked at, like, a Verizon store or something. Like, everybody got the same, like. Abercrombie or American Eagle dress pants after freshman year because like we caught on to the fact that like you didn't have to get them from Land's End and that was like the only way we could like exercise some kind of like personal style was like oh do you have like the Abercrombie khakis so oh my god yeah see I always I always dreamed about having a uniform and I feel like it would have made things so much easier for me like one of my toxic traits in junior high was being so self-conscious about what I wore. And this is kind of embarrassing, but I kept track of my outfits on a calendar and I wouldn't repeat my outfits like in a three week span. So like every night I wrote down exactly what I was wearing that night. And like, even though it was just like Abercrombie or like American Eagle shirts that like literally no one cared about, like no one would remember anything that I wore. I was just like, uh, it plagued me. And I felt that like, you know, if I wore an outfit within this like time span, like everyone would notice, everyone would call me out and having oh God, a uniform would like solve say. that. Go for it. Number one, this is my new favorite thing about you. (laughs) And number two, I think what you're saying is that you're Samantha. Yes. Because I I also feel Samantha would be the kind of person who wouldn't repeat an outfit. And she's probably so organized, like writing things down like that. Oh, my God. If I only save this calendar, it would be like red AF shirt, like blue express top. Like it would. Oh, my God. I wish you did. (laughs) I mean, I probably have it in my parents' attic. Mom was also a hoarder. sleeping in her outfit the night before so she could roll out of bed and get there earlier <laughs> for calculus. 
Oh, oh my oh, god, man. that's so true. That's so, so she true. said sit at this Truly. lame desk. You can buy yes. the desk. All right. So let's let's get into it. For everyone listening in, Molly is wearing a red plaid jumper and she has a white I don't hate it. Yeah, she has like this white frilly collared shirt with like frilly cuffs, a little berries and cream, if you will. Um, <laughs> and her, her hair is in these bows, uh, green bows. And I think this outfit is pretty chic. She's wearing her Mary Janes, but it's like a chic school uniform. I'd wear it. Yeah. I don't hate it. I feel like it's actually, I don't know. Holidays are on the mind given the time of year right now. I feel like this could, like, it sort of lends itself to a holiday moment, maybe if it were a little longer. Yeah, for sure. And I also think that she's actually achieving something kind of cute here with the um, puffier sleeve on the top under the jumper. Like, if she was wearing this with, like, a fitted top, I probably wouldn't think it was as cute. But I love how the sleeve has some some puff to it. It's, it's almost Samantha-esque in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And you could get all of these accessories. So she's seated at a desk with a swivel chair, and it kind of looks like those standard 1940s desk that you would think of um, with the wooden top, a metal base. Um, but you could buy all of her accessories too. So for lunch, Molly is having a half of a sandwich, an Oreo, a pear. A baby carrot and a little tiny stalk of celery. Definitely not filling, but I don't know. Times were tough and the ration was real. So this is what Molly had. Um, but it also comes with a paper bag. And in the description, it also says that you get 10 of the paper bags. So feel oh, free to yeah. distribute <laughs> the food accordingly. Wait, did it, did it come with that? What looks to be a red messenger bag? Unfortunately, uh-huh. unfortunately, that is a red <laughs> oh, yeah. messenger like, bag. The carry through. It's like I'm sorry. Are you like going after school to like work at Morgan Stanley? Like, what is happening <laughs> with this like random messenger bag? Yeah. Why is it red? Why are all of your bags red, Molly? You know what this bag reminds me of. I don't know if you guys like ever saw these or remember these, but I feel like around like 2012, 2013, these like messenger bags with like straps that were like leather that came in all different colors got like really popular and everybody was like getting them and they were like expensive, but they weren't like super expensive. They were maybe like $150. And I remember like so many people having them and like, I kind of wanted one, but now that I'm seeing it in the Molly context, I'm like, ugh, why did I ever want that? <laughs> Do you remember Wait, what I brand they were? What they are. I wish I could remember, but they were like totally a moment. I wonder if like Tumblr is why I thought they were. I'm a thinking moment. that is it the Cambridge Satchel Co? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I definitely had one. <laughs> oh my God. Well, no offense, no offense, Lindsay, but that's what the vibe of Molly's bag is. Cambridge, Cambridge Satchel Company. <laughs> oh, I don't even remember it, honestly. Maybe if I saw the real thing, I would. Yeah, they had I a bunch of neons. Would. Yeah. It was it was such a moment. 
Oh god. No offense, Lindsay, but why did we ever think these were cute? I don't like None them. taken. However, <laughs> I don't know. I still stand by it. I wouldn't use it today, but I don't hate it necessarily. <laughs> I think Molly's use of it is just like giving me a negative impression. Fair. <laughs> I feel, well, that's the thing about her is like, even when she got her outfit right, then she would ruin it with an accessory, you know? <laughs> it's like, because this outfit, I think we all agree, is like, I don't know if it's her best. It's definitely not her worst. Like, I could get into no. it. I like how she changed the bows to green. Like, if she had to do the, the signature braid bow, which I don't know, but fine. I'm okay with the green. The plaid is cute. We love the puff sleeves. But then the bag, she just kind of ruined the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is definitely one of her better outfits, I would say. Like, I'll turn the next page after her Christmas story and it, it definitely goes downhill. Um, but let's, let's chat about the Christmas story. So Molly is in a green velvet dress here with buttons up the dress. And again, she has this lace collar and cuffs and actually it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of funny here, Laura, um, if we are uh, sleuths about the book matching the doll, she has red bows on the book, but <laughs> white bows in this photo shoot here, um, which were sticklers about Julia, uh, specifically with Samantha and her party shoes in her birthday scene, not matching the book cover um, and not matching the outfit. Um but yeah, again, Molly has these braids. This time she has white bows and she looks cute. Not the best Christmas look between all the American girls, but she looks cute. Yeah, I don't, I mean, there's nothing offensive about it. Although I don't know why she was playing with that doll of a nurse. Like the nurse yeah. Doll. She has that an array of like chachas here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she has, she has a lot of it looks like she's having a tag sale maybe. yeah a very really christmas <laughs> yeah exactly um one of them looks like it could almost be a makeup palette but i'm sure that's not the case it's not it's a watercolor oh set God. a yo-yo a flip book, <laughs> no, a little ballerina a nurse a radio a snow globe uh oh, and a, and a box and a card and a yeah. cardboard box I don't hate the dress. It would have been the one moment when I feel like of all her outfits, this is the one where I would like urge her to take off the glasses and maybe consider like contacts or just like being visually impaired for a while. Right. Like it's, um, it's Christmas. Like you could potentially like let loose spice it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Seriously. she could have even like undone the braids and have like a wavy slash crimped look. Like who knows when she, she undoes the braids, like what, you know, hairstyle awaits. Exactly. Oh, goodness. Um, I mean, they did that in Kirsten's birthday uh, photo shoot, and it doesn't look pretty. Like, they show you what Kirsten could look like once her braids are unleashed, and it's not it's not a good look. She's very frizzy. But I feel like Kirsten, the braids are, like, a part of her identity, whereas Molly, it feels like she didn't know what else to do, and it's for function. Right. You know what like, I mean? Like, she wasn't trying to be cute. Yeah. She wasn't trying to make a statement. She was just like, I'll braid my hair because I know how to do it and I'll keep my hair out of my face and I'm practical. Right. Like, it's, I think it's very utilitarian of her to be like, let me just get these things in a braid because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, Molly has like a real, like, I'm not like other girls 
uh, like other girls, like, you know, might take time to do their hair, but not me, Molly. I don't have Mm. time, time for such things. She's a pick me. Yes. Oh my God. Totally. (laughs) What I always like hated about this Christmas scene, and maybe this is regional, but in the Christmas box description, it says that, um, she has a miniature snowball and I call this a snow globe. And I don't know about you all, but it's like, I've never heard anyone say a snowball. No, me either. Me neither. Wait, here's a question. When did Fantasia come out? Was it already (laughs) around? Yeah, that's like 1950s. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, in the context of Molly. But like, how old is she here? I guess she's always the same age, but. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been more the 40s? Oh, it must have been. It's 1940. Wow. That's kind of insane. That is. I wonder oh. what the Disney licensing was for that flip book in the American Girl collection. That's true. Very they true. had a lot of hoops to jump through to get Mickey's face and Fantasia's name on that like tiny accessory. Oh my God. I hope they didn't spend too much because <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> that radio is, is intense. Do you think it plays? I mean, knowing American Girl potentially because their attention to detail is impeccable, probably pays, plays like two to three songs from the 1940s. Let's see the description here. Press the red button to hear snippets from the actual World War II era radio shows. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. That's like the most interesting thing she has. Truly. Yeah. Wow. All right. Let's jump into the next page, which is the birthday scene. And I think the birthday is the outfit that I had and that she has been laid to rest in. Right. (laughs) The birthday scene is always like the jewel of the American girl collection. Yeah. This is actually so cute. This is for sure. I think her best outfit. Right. Laura, do you want to describe this? Yeah, so this is, um, I believe, as Julia aptly described earlier in the episode, a very, like, Hill House-style dress. Um, So the dress is, like, a white, cottony, knee-length summer dress with some embroidery on the pockets and also on the sleeves, which are kind of, like, a sleeveless but, like, very detailed uh, kind of dramatic sleeve here. And then where I think it does kind of fall apart for me is the socks that coordinate with the dress. (laughs) Um, And the same Mary Jane's as every other outfit she's ever worn in her life. But the dress. We have not gotten like a sandal. Like it's clearly summer in this outfit. A cute cute... gladiator sandal would have been great. Um, Again. In the book, it shows her in these red shoes. So again, Laura, a a misprint from, from the book. I don't like that. She also was wearing a birthday crown, which like off brand for her. And she finally let her hair down to a rather disappointing result. But um, (laughs) I'm glad she did. And I think that's that's pretty much everything to say about her outfit. I think that the dress really is super cute, though. Like this is definitely the best outfit she has, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, I would wear this dress without hesitation. Mm-hmm. Are those red? Um, I, are those the red shoes in front of the table? Roller skates. Are those roller skates? Those are roller skates, and it's I just, interesting. I don't know much about her um, athletic ability, but I don't picture her as being very coordinated. 
So I wonder how she did on roller skates. I would feel the same way about that jump rope. Like, how are people playing with this? Like, it always like amazes me in general, like to hear people talk about like the ways in which they interacted with their dolls and roller skates make very little sense to me, but even less so this jump rope over here. Yeah. Yeah. And this little like, what are you going to do with that? This little pin yeah. tail on the donkey. <laughs> Right. So she has, she has some furniture here that is modest, but pretty chic. Like I would love to have this set in my home. Like, I think it looks pretty nice, but the table itself, like has a lot of birthday party accoutrement to it. This beautiful birthday cake, which looks pretty delicious and a tea set, which in the description says that it was modeled after a set that they found in a 1944 mail order catalog, which is pretty interesting. It's white with flowers on it. So the attention to detail is there as it always is with American Girl. I love how yes. the tablecloth matches her dress, but I don't mm-hmm. feel that she was is the type of person who would really pull that off or even care. <laughs> right like it's a it's a detail. it's a fluke not a choice it totally ha- like maybe whoever made it for her because you know somebody made that dress she didn't buy it oh yeah right whoever and and it's like the one time they got it right in fairness but whoever made it had leftover fabric and leftover kind of like applique or thread for embroidery to make the tablecloth match <laughs> that's very possible i love that and then that's also for the socks which to your point, is not necessarily the best look, but no, a sandal, a sandal really, really would have been so much better. Truly. Yeah. All right. Well, this is really the pinnacle and I'm going to jump ahead to the camp page, which begins our decline into Molly. Here we see her summer story. Molly saves the day. She is wearing her camp uniform of red shorts, a white button down with a little uh, navy or black kerchief and her little saddle shoes and her hair is back in those braids and her accessories are pretty dismal. She has a canister of bugs, some tin <laughs> cooking equipment, an American flag, a paddle, and a, is she wearing a purse? Does she have like another tragic purse on her, on her arm? It almost looks like a saddle bag. Yeah. And like if you're gonna do the purse, like this is when you bring out the red purse. Like yes. who told you <laughs> to get this one? <laughs> you know, like we know you have the red. <laughs> I have to say, I like the saddle shoes. I'm not gonna lie. The rest of it, I'm done. I can't. Yeah. Are they shorts? Or a skirt, maybe? It might Ooh, be a skirt. Definitely not a skirt, I don't think. Let's zoom in a little closer. You know what she reminds me of is, and I can't even think of visually if this is a match, but it has the energy of, you know, you've seen Troop Beverly Hills, right? Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. So, you know, like the opposing Troop? Yes. I don't even remember the color of what they wore, but I just feel like this would have been the outfit. Yeah. It's that... like camp. She has like a little, that like scarf tied in that specific way. She might as well put that beret on, <laughs> oh even my though God. she has the hat. And it just has that energy of like, here I am at camp with all of my stuff, yet somehow it's all wrong. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. That opposing troop is so the vibe of Molly here. Like, it's just that, like, very well put together uniform and just so, I don't know what the word is, just like. Like, when you go to camp, they give you, like, a list of stuff to bring. And, like, she has all of the stuff. And she could probably, like, start the fire and, like, cook dinner over the flame Mm -hmm. and feed everyone. But, like, nobody wants to hang out with her. Yeah, because she's like she's like a know-it-all. I feel like like she's totally. gonna be annoying about it. That's and just why Molly's she essence. So much more know-it-all-y here than in the other outfits. I don't know. It's because she we mashed it all into one look in one vignette here. It's like so in your face. Like, and I feel like a better thing for this would be like for her to have had some kind of like insane backpack to put all this stuff into I feel like that would have been very on brand for her instead of a purse yeah Uh, like why did you bring the purse to prove that you're like that you have this hideous purse we're good (laughs) we liked you better before we saw it (laughs) again with the pick me energy yeah so the next (laughs) The next scene is her winter story called Changes for Molly. And in it, she's wearing a bright yellow raincoat with a matching hat, um, red rain boots, a red umbrella. And I don't know, gals, like this is not an outfit for a Chicago winter. Like Samantha had her muff and Molly has this ridiculous rain suit. What strikes me about this look is that it does not appeal to me in any way. However, in the corner, it shows Molly's Miss Victory outfit where it's her dance costume. It is red, white, and blue. Um, I think she tap dances in this with a star crown. Why not make that the highlight? Like, that is so much more appealing to me than this, like, rain outfit. I totally agree. I think, like, zooming into that corner victory outfit seems like it would be her best look. I would say that the winter outfit, first of all, winter wear? Like, yeah. in Fiji? Like, mm-hmm. what winter is this? <laughs> L.A. Like, who's... <laughs> Exactly. Like you'd be freezing in LA right. in that outfit in the winter. I will say, I think this might be one of her best hair looks. Okay, same. I was going to say the same thing. Her hair has never looked better. And also, I'm sort of into that like tartan suitcase in the back, but where is she going with that? Isn't right. it heavy? Her undies set. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I agree. I don't know what climate this is for is she holding a flashlight like I don't know what's going on I can appreciate how coordinated she is and that she really sort of tried something new in terms of color palette but yeah it doesn't seem like a fit for the climate or I have to imagine like what was going on trend wise at the time I doubt she was reflecting any trend that was happening um, but I do like her hair. Yeah, I would love for this outfit to maybe not have a hat. I feel like the hat just like takes it over the top. Yeah, I agree. All right. So the last page that we have here is Molly's bedroom scene. Molly is wearing this pretty nice blue robe with the red striped pajamas. She has her a uh, red upholstered bed with a matching bedspread, her white nightstand and lamp with red accents and a big trunk with um, red, some sort of red shape. Are those stars? I think um, stars. Yeah. 
Yeah. Against a white background with a little mirror and a few accompanying, I can't say that word with a few outfits to, um, round out her collection, which include a plaid button down shirt with high-waisted, uh, corduroy potentially jeans. And then, uh, some interpretation of a hula outfit with which may uh, be for Halloween given that jack-o'-lantern rug yeah this is her Halloween outfit I don't think this would fly today I'm sure they've <laughs> since changed this up especially with the little uh eye mask to accompany any I can't say this word why do I keep trying to say accompany it <laughs> Especially, <laughs> especially with the eye mask with it. Um, but yeah, this is, this is Molly's bedtime bedroom set and it's not Samantha's. I'll tell you that. Nope. I just think it's no surprise. She disappoints in the bedroom. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, is she 57 years old in this outfit? No so, true words have been said. Here's the thing. I like the silk pajamas the striped silk pajamas but like there's something about them like paired with the robe and the horrible tacky color scheme that makes me hate them like I like the idea of the red and white silky pajamas but like it all falls apart it all falls apart it's like just like with everything else she has the tools she needs to pull it off and if you look at if you zoom in on that kind of like smaller photo of her in just the pajamas it's very cute but then she goes ahead like with everything else and ruins it by adding something Mm, so in this case it's the robe which like are you trying to look bulky are you trying to like cover the one cute outfit you have which is the silk pajama set you know, we haven't seen her. I haven't, I don't think I've ever seen her in the outfit to her right. The the wide leg, high-waisted trousers, I'll call them. And <laughs> this, this plaid button down, but I'm sure that wouldn't do her any favors. I don't hate that outfit, but I just don't think it's for her. And then no. to the right, I won't comment because a Halloween costume is a Halloween costume. But I think the best thing about this, honestly, is her um, bedside table and lamp and bed combo, which is sort of cute. It is and her, cute. Like, in the interior of her little closet situation. It is cute. I just hope to God that her bedroom was a neutral color because I'm picturing all this furniture like in a in a room that's also painted red for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was either that, like you know it, whatever it was, it was the wrong choice, you know? <laughs> so I feel like it was like the wrong stained color of wood. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. or like if it were Samantha, she'd have the most like cute wallpaper that sort of complemented this, but didn't match too much. Like with Molly, it's either completely the wrong choice or she's just too matchy. Yeah, that that's a common theme throughout her entire collection. And especially compared to Samantha, where Samantha has the beautiful cotton nightgown with the pink bows, which, you know, Hell House could only dream about recreating today. And her brass bed, you know, it's absolutely like just at such a higher standard than Molly's. Molly's is trash compared to Samantha. And 
I I don't know. This does have a very eighties vibe, actually. Now that I think about mm-hmm. it, so for the time, this really didn't make sense. No, like none of this is my vibe at all. Like the after school outfit is just, it's very scarecrow chic. Like this is what a scarecrow yeah. would wear, and I can't imagine like any little girl being like, I want this outfit. You know, no. even like the shoes included in this after school outfit are like these little brown uh booties that are probably like ankle height, um, with two navy bows. And it's just why why would anyone want that when they could have anything from Samantha? It's true. So true. It's just like sent like somebody's stepdad in that second outfit. Like it just is like, who are you masquerading as in this outfit? And I'm not even talking about the Halloween one. I'm talking about that one in the middle. Like, who are you dressing as? Molly. Right. Explain. And this is like an outfit she would wear. She's got to lose the robe. And like the after school outfit is like an outfit that you, I feel like she would wear while making a point of telling the neighborhood girls that like she doesn't really like hanging out with girls she has a much better time hanging out with guys like (laughs) she's not a girl's girl she's not a girl's girl and and the robe is is the robe is just like clashing so much with everything um maybe by itself I think it could be okay but it's just a lot to look at I hate it I hate it all I hate to leave this on such like a low note but this has been overall so much fun. Julia, thank you so much for joining us today. You're such a joy to talk about all things Molly with and your experience with AG. I feel like Laura and I through like our entire time podcasting so far have kind of hated on Molly a little bit. So any Molly's out there, I deeply apologize. Like I was a Felicity and she's also kind of the worst. Like she has a great fashion sense, but she does a lot of crazy things and you might not identify with her, but uh, my heart goes out to all the Mollies out there. We are not trying to be offensive, but you can't tell me this after school outfit is chic uh, or something that you wanted growing up. But on that note, Julia, thank you so much. Please tell everyone where they could find you. Thank you guys. This was so much fun. You can find me um, at xjuliatellison on Instagram is probably the best place. And um, I'll be doing my best from here on out to emulate Samantha and not Molly. And that's where you can find, that's what you can find me doing from now on. (laughs) This has really solidified that as my goal in the future. Handle that energy into the new year. (laughs) Exactly. New Year's resolutions, be Samantha. (laughs) Precisely. Thank you so much, you guys. Thanks, Julia. We had so much fun. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.